You're listening to the Multiverse Podcast. Today, comic talk. Quick show note, still working out the kinks with audio issues. Bear with us this time. I promise it gets better. Well done, Dee. Yeah. I'm that kind of a fool. But anyway, yeah. So I was going to say what, what turned us on this week. But real quick, I, I have two retractions I have to make. In our Killing Joke episode, I erroneously said that Alan Moore got the last word on Superman when we were discussing whether or not Killing Joke was a pre-crisis thing or the, the, that particular time period. And I foolishly said for the man who has everything, no, it wasn't. Oh. What do you give the man of Whatever tomorrow? happened to the man of tomorrow? Yeah. That Kurt Swan. Correct author. Yeah. I mean, for both. Wrong story. Wrong story, yes. Exactly. Which, of course, DC played a self-homage to this when they allowed Neil Gaiman to do whatever happened to the Cape Crusade just before, I think, New 52. Or, I think. Well, I think, was it the end of RIP? I don't remember. But, but anyway, so that was correction one. Correction number two is, I don't know where I got the idea that the Joker is using a Panaflex camera on the cover of Killing Joke. That's a movie camera. No, it's just a 35 millimeter camera. So for those of you that were so irritated and annoyed by those two errors, because I know I was when I thought about it afterwards, now I can sleep. There you go. And, and you know. You've all learned something it, it, about it, it, it today. It's great that you went and did that research, because, you know, we, if anything we've learned on this Man. podcast, we don't ship, shoot from the hip. We just, we, don't. Uh, we, we research, research. <laughs> is that what that is? That's what that is. We agonize over yeah. what we've said, we, and we, we like, know. should I... We do should three I rehearsals before we start these things live. Use all of that, that word. Should I have said stuffing? Yeah. I don't know. That my, it's a know, smorgasbord. Of, smorgasbord. Uh, of, uh, they, work. Okay. We have our first point of the day. Well, it's there was something I was supposed to cut out that I didn't cut out. I don't know what it was, but uh, you you were like there was something in there where you, it was right when we were deciding if we if we prefer Mary Poppins over some other woman, oh, and yeah, it was that yeah. that. that Discussion. We just rolled that out there. What the hell? Yeah, yeah, whatever. I, I I have to. I'm not saying I have second thoughts that I brought that that little uh, <laughs> uh, tip <laughs> into the into play. But I did think about it afterwards. Like, uh, better to conceal than reveal. Yeah, maybe. Well, we'll. I don't know. Do we get comments on this? Can people give us feedback? No, that's that? the beauty of podcasting. So that's a good there, thing. there we there you have it, boys and girls. If you have not heard the Harley Quinn episode. Go backwards one, right. and you'll you'll get yeah. to hear all of this discussion. And, and, you, and if you really feel uh, passionate that you've got to get a point across, you can find us on Facebook and just you know put you know to the attention of the you know British git who doesn't know when to shut up and have at it. And I will read every comment. Yeah. Take there we go. Uh, <laughs> In fact, I certainly do not have my fingers crossed right now, boys and girls. Anything directed towards British Git, we know yeah, exactly who that exactly is. Exactly where to go. We know, we, though, right. though, not British. No, not at all. Well, yes and no. Yeah. Uh, isn't that a great answer? Yes and no. It's That's both. Just, it's both. But you're Anything born right here in the U.S. of A. I was absolutely uh, born 100% in the United States. Yeah. Uh, but I'm a dual passport holder. And I'm, you live there most of your... These fine United States and the subject of the realm. Nice. I know. That's it. Best of both worlds. It is. It is. I also used to have access to Europe until Brexit, but that's got nothing to do with this show. All right. Well, we'll we'll cover that differently. Speaking of Captain America, there there we go. So 
Captain America, the, the reason I included this about Stephen is he's now qualified to talk about it as a as an actual American. Exactly. So we've... <laughs> yes, only true patriots need to fly. J. Michael Straczynski yeah. has given us a new Captain America. Here's what's funny about Captain America. This, this week we had two big number ones. We had Wonder Woman number one show up. We had Captain America number one show up, both of which are being well received for those who read them. Captain America, which I thought was the stronger story of, of the two, it, we've, we've got a stack of them still. Wonder Woman sold out in a hot second, right? So let's talk Cap first. So Captain America, J. Michael Straczynski, I don't know this artist says, I don't know who that is, but he did a good job either way on the interiors. The story is, it's sort of a, it's a day in the life story about Cap. So interspersed through here, you get some little battles, but the battle scenes are like two or three pages. And then the rest is Cap in his apartment and, you know, finding out that everyone's about to be evicted and what's he going to do to help. And he, he finds a way to help the, the little, he has a little exchange with Tony Stark that I found funny in there. So their, their little exchange was great. He, and then, you know, Cap interacting with his neighbors. And so it's very like day in the life superhero, which I love. Yes. I love day in the life superhero stuff. Loved it in the Avengers, the second Avengers movie. Loved it in this story. And then there are a couple of big bads or a couple of bad guys that showed up along the way. Fantastic Four came and asked for his help. He goes and fights people in the microverse. Yes. Yeah, he fights people in the microverse. Again, two or three pages. You kind of get a feel for, you know, he's he's throwing a shield around, doing some doing his thing, and then we get a feel for a new big bad, and in, in there. But then just sort of the normal struggle and day to day life of Captain America trying to improve the the lives of the people around him. Yes, and I loved it. I thought the setup was good. The big bad seems really interesting. Like the way that they're setting him up is very, I'm not, he's not a big bad I would, I would expect for a Steve Rogers comic. And then I'm not exactly sure what I would have expected, what I thought would happen from the ending. There's a couple of flashbacks of Steve when he's a, when he's a kid and how he had to fend for himself after his mom died and, and kind of the, the apartment he lives in is the apartment that he grew up in. So lots of, nostalgia for our Captain America intermixed again really well written and it all interweaves really well and then we we see young Steve is going to have to face off against against some Nazis in these nostalgic sort of flashbacks going forward so I don't know what that's going to be but it's it's interesting well I I, I too enjoyed this and you know, you, you you gave you gave a great great summation of the action. What I what I enjoy about this, and it's other writers have tapped into this. I enjoy seeing Steve Rogers do Steve Rogers do Steve Roger things. Yes. Yes. You know, once again, he we talk about he he's he's in the in the building he grew up in, and that's you know that's a neat point that you've never heard mentioned anywhere else. It's not that he's always been there in his Marvel days, but this is the building and currently he's staying here and he has enough love and care for the family feel that he reached out to Tony to buy this and make it affordable homes for the 
people there, rent control and all this stuff, right. which is a very Steve Rogers, yes. Steve Rogers kind of thing. That's um, it. I I enjoy. You touched on too. They've kind of there's some action scenes here, but they really flipped it around because the Fantastic Four shows up for Captain America. Now, to me, that's that's interesting. That's more out of I think it's respect and battle skill because you know they shrunk him down here. Cap's not a science guy. No, he's a he's a here. You know lead the troops into battle and bring up morale and now he's in now he's in you know smaller than ant-man universe and then it's one page he comes out and he falls down the ground just say hey, i'm going to take a nap right here Lo i loved that that yeah. was that was hilarious then little you know street level hero stuff hey purse snatcher you know cat out of the tree kind of kind of things the flashbacking back and forth i also appreciate I'm not getting retold his origin. No. But I'm being but I'm being I'm getting to see natural consequences in his life that have led him to become who he is now. Right. We're getting to see them in very quiet moments. Just the subtlety of visiting this particular grave. I'll let y'all read it because you know, if, if we tell you everything, you won't buy the book. Right. And the cycle of that. Having to deal with what what did a 13, 14, or 15 year old do in the Depression era? when right. you've lost both parents yeah very interesting there and then this you know showing even without superpowers he's always had this you know work hard ethic and doing whatever it takes to keep a roof over his head and i'm looking at this particular page here and y'all y'all will see it's when he's pulling some trash bags and doing some other things well i think what i like about that part is well, it shows it's the character yeah. of, of yeah. captain america and it shows that He's not Captain America because he has the powers. Right. He's Captain America because he's Captain America. And, and once again, Steve Rogers doing Steve Rogers things, but I can appreciate Dravinsky's subtlety here toward the back of the book. A couple last weekend, Stephen and I were talking history while we were running the store, and it was talking about some parallels between World War II and some things that might have been going on right now but the the insidious nature of the way that the American bull movement showed up right because there was a lot of people that thought that was a swanky deal long before yeah. Hitler had started rolling into other things other countries and the way they pace this story hey go listen to this this you could use a ham sandwich hungry kid going over there and this it's a very subtle recruiting move but a blonde-haired, blue-eyed, American oh, he's kid, poster child. yeah, poster child for this, and now he's standing there in the middle of, at this point in time, which is not a horribly violent, and you know, looking back from history, it was a very insignificant movement in America, but it's dangerous. Sure, it didn't over, didn't over. And when I say insignificant, it didn't overtake the country. No, not in its current format. But I really enjoyed that you stopped right there because I'm, I'm hoping there's some kids, not us gray hair guys, because mm -hmm. we know this. I hope there's some kids that look at this and want to go read right. more about the history because there's a lot of there's a lot of historical accuracy. I'm intrigued about the the villain because a supernatural based villain is not necessarily mm -hmm. Cap's go-to. No, there is a precedent. There um, are Baron Blood, Nightshade, Night the. The 1970s with the werewolf story. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, Cap Wolf. There's Cap a little Wolf, bit of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. But it, 
that that's my spiel for that. Yeah, I, Mr. St. James. <laughs> what were you going to say? I, I liked it. I I like the way that they, I like the way they treat Captain America. I, so my two favorite heroes, Captain America, Superman, because right. I think they're the same hero. We've talked about this. Yes. But I think they nailed it yeah. with this one. I agree. So we've got three thumbs up on this one. Yeah. So in in one of our previous podcasts, we we talked about the Cap Cap Superman and how they are. And I said, in, in my opinion, they're, I I think they would be two of the more difficult characters to write because they are pretty fully fleshed out. They don't do well with revisions. You can't update Cap to more modern sensibilities. If you do, you, you kind of take away the soul of the character. He, mm -hmm. he has to be the man out of time, just like Superman is, to a certain degree, the man out of place. So my hesitation on Captain America number one, which is what I said, I think, in a previous podcast, go back and find it, was Straczynski on Superman was not my cup of tea. So Straczynski on Captain America was like, okay, here we go, let's see. And I'm very, very happy with what I've read as a first issue. I, I agree with both you gentlemen. I like the day in the life stuff very much, especially with Cap. It made me think of some of the Dimitea stories from the early 80s, you know, where it's, you know, he's- a comic book artist. He's trying yeah. to be an illustrator. Yes. He, he's got yeah. his neighbors. You know, he's got a small apartment in Brooklyn and and there's there's interaction and it's he he's a regular Joe. I mean, he he always was the, the, the beauty of Steve Rogers is that for all the amazing things that he's been a part of, all the amazing things he's experienced, all the amazing things he can do, he's still in his head. He's a skinny poor kid from Brooklyn who got through the Great Depression and, you know, struggled and, and, and there you go. And his, his core was formed long before Dr. What's-His-Face jabbed him with the, 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 the serum. You, you used a, a really good word, Scott. You said grit. And it's, it's a really interesting concept. The, there have been two versions now both excellent in their own way of the Charles Portis novel, True Grit. The book is one of my favorites. And it, it's, again, it's, it's this ongoing discussion. You don't really kind of get the punch until the end, although the Coen brothers managed to do it very, very well with the final scene of the, the, the girl now grown up at the, at the fair commenting on the guy who doesn't stand up and that he's trash true grit being a real man a real you know the the, the real deal and and it and that's now that's a subject that that's almost a whole show because you know obviously our society has changed in modern days we have different ideas about what is a, a real man what is a, a real woman you know I, I actually I was cleaning the house yesterday and I stumbled on a George Carlin stand-up I was listening to I think it's your old disease and <laughs> he has this big thing about this and it was like you know 20 some odd years ago and it's like yeah this is a question that, that still yeah. floats around rest in peace Father Carlin 
and but yeah so anyway it, it yeah it's a, it's a solid first issue the flashbacks are great yeah we don't need an origin story but we don't see enough of or well, i don't think we've seen enough of those life experiences that made young private steve rogers even though he was designated as i think 4f yes he i'm gonna do something i'm gonna do my part i mean the last time we had anything to do with his family i believe was where it wasn't that tied into the thing with his mum yeah the the red skull that altered his you know i refuse to read it yeah i don't blame you you missed much um, a small segue. I'm going to make a prediction right now. You're talking about Hydrocaf. Yeah. Have y'all been reading Uncanny Avengers? Yeah. No. I read the first issue. I quite okay. liked it. The second issue, we've got Captain Corona or whatever. Yeah, Krakoa. Yeah, yeah whatever it is. <laughs> Captain Corona, awesome. I think that's Hydrocaf. Because there's a shower scene with a little bit of blonde hair, and when he right. takes off his helmet, he's recognized, and oh, or, Thought you were on the other side, kind of. I'm putting that out there. Maybe wrong at the end of this miniseries. Because, well, because Hydrocap, that's a, that's going to be a whole other podcast that too. Has to that, be. That, yes. that that both outraged and intrigued me at the same time. Yes. And it is by far not my favorite version of Captain America. No. At all. But you left him alive in the Marvel universe, so you know somebody someday, some young writer is going to go. Huh. Huh. I haven't used this Un- guy in a while. Let's, let's do. I mean, they brought Bucky back, made it a workable character. So yes. That's, that's, yes. That's, they brought that's, Gwen that's, back. No, 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 never mind. Uh, Speaking uh, of Straczynski, uh, yes. haha. So yeah, no, I liked it very much, yeah. and I liked similar to, to to what you said, Scott. I liked this uh, the tease of the Nazis in America. I mean, this is 1936. So this is really early on. Yeah. And, okay, so perhaps this isn't the forum to really get too much into it because we want to talk about comics, not, not, not world history. But you're right. It is something absolutely worth exploring what, what people in this country, just like in the UK, actually kind of thought about Mr. Adolf and some of his ideas regarding strengthening the country and all these things and uh, yeah it's 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 it was definitely there and so this is yeah this is going to be quite an interesting thing and yes history history historically is it, well, that too a smorgasbord board. <sighs> no you no, see you lost a point that didn't use it. it well history is cyclical and we are living in interesting times now depending on what side of the fence or or your view of the media coverage or what have you the this notion of white supremacy what have you i mean this is something we see in the news today i think i think that still exists but i think people call people nazis for anything nowadays no 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 i know yeah. the only point that i'm making is just that it, in you know well, i've mind. seen more coverage of that in the news in the last couple of years than i have in the last like 20 or 30 years and, and, so, yeah. and in my mind the two the two heroes captain america and superman i think are the best place to talk about that Boy, if, you're, if yes. you're going to bring that into comics if you're because that's a that's a tricky subject. It, it's to, a tricky to subject. It's writer. a very human subject. And and I think Stravinsky. Now, I will also go on the record. I hope editorial leaves him alone. He doesn't have one of his classic. Gets mad at the you know. Sorry, John Byrne oh, moment. Don't jinx it, throw, yeah, I'm, I'm trying not to, but because I enjoyed <laughs> this enough, where 
this comic made sense. The last couple of Captain America stories jumping around did not make a lot of sense, and it's not because we're doing flashbacks and trying to do history lessons. Right. It just was a well put together Captain America issue, which we haven't had in a while. Right. Okay. Uh, Sorry. No. Finish. No, I'm just going to say. Oh. You, we started the show, Jason, with you commenting on how many we have left. And I think the reason for that may well be it's too soon. It is. They should have given a lot more breathing space between the last series ending and this new one oh. starting. It never, they did this with Matthew Rosenberg on X Men, where all of a sudden it was like, okay, now you're done. Hickman. You know, it, yeah. you've got to give the, you've got to give, when you've got, a new writer coming on board who especially one who's going to have quite a different scope and approach give a little breathing room let's cleanse the palate but Higman's thing like he was such a stark difference that it like the house and powers thing was i guess he started with him with miniseries yeah. he started with amazing but i think i don't know i i'm not i don't know a lot of people who are who have loved cap recently like the the Tanahasi Coates thing was just unbearable. I'm, I'm really wanting to like it. It's so bad. Things in it that I liked, but no, I haven't. I haven't really kind of been like, yeah, Cap since probably Rick and I quite like a lot of love what he did. And, and, and Captain America, it it is such a cool as well. Because, yeah, you know, Rue Baker's run. I yeah, read that. The greatest. I will go back yeah. and reread that. Demetrius. Demetrius. Can I we not have some of the great ones back? Like, can we not have Brubaker back? Like, we said, do anything. I think Mr. Brubaker would utterly disagree with you in terms of him not doing anything. He's well, he's doing his, a bunch of indie stuff still. He's got he's he's got the drink. He's a name now. He works on television. Yeah. He works yeah. on Westworld. You know, he's him and Sean Phillips. They've got their own neo noir empire. He's not doing anything in comics that I care about. <laughs> well. <laughs> It's, it, there's not, you're not an audience of one. <laughs> I'm just saying. No, no, there's a, he does have he does have his crime yeah. stuff yeah. that he does. Yeah. Well, well, I was going to say, just on this before I got down on the hope he doesn't go crazy and run off, is that, kind of rehashing what I said earlier, the differences in this Cap story and some of the others is he did not do to, super, do to this what he did to Superman, where Superman's just going to walk around and not be Superman. You can put Captain America in different yeah. adventures, different, even the flashing back to not World War II, but before it, which we haven't, they really never flashed that out. So he picked a good, a good right. time there. And I know the idea is that whatever this demon in is hopping time and, right. and all of that. So you, you're setting up a bunch of stages, but like we've said on this podcast before, you didn't change the core of who Steve Rogers or Captain America is. You didn't turn his shield into a trapezoid and you know no he uh, didn't do that and you know <laughs> make his web belt into you know two six shooters on the side and all things that aren't captain america this is very but, true but, but you are telling like the, the funniest part to me i don't know why it's to fix any of the fantasy four came to cap for help i mean that, that i mean i and i get it because there's tactical skills there's all of this but hey by the way cap we're going to the microverse oh, i don't well okay, didn't they didn't they start off didn't they start off with like Hey, we checked these other people and they weren't available. Yeah, so, yeah, like, you're the third tier. Shit about that though, because I, I, I've, I've got a big stack of Fantastic Fours yeah. to read that I haven't put up on. But when I last left the FF, the Baxter Building was gone. Yes. 
and they were living in like a brownstone. Is that brownstone in Brooklyn? It is. It is out in the country, a little bit, and they're working on getting the no, back. No, they had they had a brownstone in the city. Okay, that was Slotch one. The Baxter Building came back and disappeared in this other run. Right. And they're kind of out in like Aunt I, Petunia's farmhouse. Okay. But because that's kind of what I was wondering is like, is is that are they just down the street? Yeah, yeah, they're not. They're, 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 they're neighbor. Not, would you mind coming in? I know you're busy. I, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. In in the superhero universe, you're getting in a fight. Who wouldn't want Captain America with them? Oh, you yeah, totally. You know, oh, and if you could cross universes, Captain America and Batman standing behind you is just, you know, you might as well just sit down and eat but your hands. That never happened, Scott. Well, that maybe, can not uh, happen, uh, and you know why. No, nah, I know why. The mouse doesn't like anybody. No, me. Oh. I don't like, I just, no. Uh, so, so, I like so, my Chinese food, I like my Italian so, food, so, I like so, so the the world, if Disney ends up absorbing Warner Brothers and decides to obliterate uh, their line, instead of New 52, it's New 107. Just put the two together, and, and they're all one. They're all no, dynamite. Not Red Sonia comics? That. Is that what you're saying? That's it. it it's <laughs> all Red Sonia and James <laughs> Bond comics from Dynamite. Conan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. All right. So we all like Captain America. Yeah, three thumbs up. We're oh, gonna. Right. We could steal that, or three salutes yeah. is probably more pro apropos. So I guess Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Berserk. Oh yes. Okay. Down boy. So. I, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say I'm probably the biggest Wonder Woman fan amongst the three of us. That is absolutely that, true. That, that feels like an accurate statement. Yeah, okay. I'm a close second. Yeah, I'm, I'm a huge, huge fan. Have been since Linda Carter first started twirling on my television set. And my dad really, really liked that show. And <laughs> As probably a lot of our dads did. Um, well, I tell you... <laughs> My dad absolutely pissed off my mum because he came home one day with a poster of Linda Carter in her Wonder Woman outfit and proceeded to start putting it up in the living room. Oh, nice. And my mum was like, what are you doing? No, that's absolutely <laughs> not. Oh, come on. I think it's nice. Stephen likes it. Stephen the kid likes it. Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, he would watch Wonder Woman and make it. Stephen, hey, boy, come on. Wonder Woman time. Oh, okay. You know. Yeah. Very different reasons for watching the show, I'm you sure. You were doing bonding. Exactly. But, uh, yeah, my mom wouldn't let him put the poster up. So he actually put it up on the inside roof of his van. <laughs> uh, which is kind of strange. I think about that sometimes, like sitting in the back seat. And looking up, and like, oh, it's Wonder Woman. So the inside. I think he just. My parents had a, a very, very long uh, battle with each other before they finally threw in the tail. Their love language was different. Oh man, yeah. Well, keep in mind this is this is also you know my mum would really annoy my dad, and she would kind of go storming off, and I, I think it's Johnny. Oh gosh, there's a song. It's the 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 Battle of. 18... Oh, John, Johnny Horton. Johnny Horton, yes. In... Dum, 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 the little trip. Yep. Along the Mississippi. My dad would put that record on them, crank the volume all the way up and start blasting it out of the house. If you don't know the song, listen to the song and wonder why an American good old boy like my dad would play that for a London society girl like my mum when he was annoyed at her. But that's by the by. Hmm. Are you playing out? Yep, yeah, there he is. 
Okay, we can't get the licensing. No, no. But, 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 what's, <laughs> yeah. what's interesting about Johnny Horton? We're gonna dig, digress. Always. Oh, my. Uh, this is what we did. That was one of my father's favorite um, singers. And right. The reason why is he took that the Battle of New Orleans, and sink, New Orleans. and sink yeah. the Bismarck. And because I was failing history in the fifth grade, he made me listen to those songs so I could remember the important dates because they are they are accurate. yeah they are. And so I sat in a history class singing this, filling out the test, Perfect. and I got busted for cheating because the rest of the class was listening to me sing, and they were copying. They were copying down the answers. 18, yeah, 18, 14. 18, yeah, no, I was, I was just writing it out. Oh, that's and, brilliant. And my dad's brilliant. That was his engagement with his son was, look at the A-track, boy, get in the car. Huh? No one in this house is going to fail American history. Let's there go. go. And, uh, that's it. But, yes. Yeah, so, I know that's brilliant. That's, but that's, yeah. That's so cut from the same but different cloths. That's, absolutely. So, yeah, so Wonder Woman's been there for as far back as I can remember. I really didn't read the comics i really didn't get into the comics i kind of dipped in and out during perez's run i dipped in and out during burns run but i think it was towards the end of burns run i think it's when field menes took over and i kind of was like actually i kind of get into that adam hughes was doing covers and you know if you want to sell a book get adam hughes yeah. to do the cover if the book happens to feature a female protagonist, get Adam Hughes to do the cover. The man can do no wrong. But Greg Rucker, his run on that book was just, that, that was my go-to book. Throughout Rucker's run, right up until the end, I just thought, this is brilliant. This is, this is a guy who's really kind of plucked something out that we've not really seen before because, I mean, Perez's, Perez's run... It, it, it is it's very very well done but it's very very mythologically based rucker kind of leaned into how does all this apply to the here and now how does i mean she, she she's an ambassador and how does that you know the the you know she's going to be interacting with real people real people have agendas she writes a book uh, the politicos get into it and it all becomes very very interesting under under greg rucker his first run. So who did who was writing War of the Gods? That's, that's, that's that Perez? Under Perez. Yeah, okay. that's under Perez. That's what I that's probably the most Wonder Woman I read. I, I read the War of the Gods time frame and then trying to think. There was a Nope, that's pretty much it. I picked it up. Every time they do a reboot, right. I'll pick it up and I'll be like, All right, look this will be the time. It's, it just hasn't called me yet. Well, and I popped in and out because yeah, I mean when I when I discovered DC Universe was about two years before Crisis, so Wonder Woman for me and was just boring at that, at that yeah. time because Don Heck drawing it, no one, she no more, one Yeah, she was nobody. She was much more interested in Crisis and in the Justice League stories than she ever was in her own book. Correct. But then the Perez stuff came out. I yeah. got that. Kept up with that until you know Perez. Perez's influence was less or less. Showed up when John Byrne tried to turn into Superman. Yeah. Jumped out of that after a while. Yeah. Same thing with you. you know, I the Rucker. I jumped in and out. Who was? Uh, you got Jimenez. And then Jimenez. You got, Jimenez, then you yes, got yes. Rucker. And then you've who's, got who's writing it right before Infinity Crisis? Okay. That Rucker. Yes. Well, yeah. that and that's I I believe Rucker kind of fell afoul 
of editorial at that point because it started to tie into Infinite Crisis and, and so on and so forth. Anyway, the, 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 where I'm going with all of this rambling is just that I've been following this character quite, quite steadily now for, you know, 25 years, I think, you know. This is a character who, even if I don't like the book, like I don't like the, the creative team, I'll still get it because, well, on a, from a collector's side, I've got Wonder Woman in almost a, a, a steady run now, right back into the 70s, early 70s, and I've got a good chunk of the 1960s covered. So you can't help yourself. I can't. Well, I, I'm, that's, that's my goal. I want to... Yep. We've all got that one. I want to get every that. That's my. So one. Wonder Woman is your one. Wonder Woman is my one. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep going until I, you know, have got the money to to splash out on Moulton Marston's. And I've read quite a bit about William Moulton Marston. He's a really fascinating guy. The history behind him is quite interesting. The the effect that this character has had. I'm thinking about, you know, when they took away her powers and made her, you know, basically uh, DC's version of Mrs. Peel, and then you've got Gloria Stein, you know, it it, it goes, it's an interesting character because, uh, and I think because it's the first female hero in, in comics, in these superhero comics that we all love. She's been around for long enough that she's kind of seen the best and sort of the worst that, that you can get. I've not been excited about Wonder Woman, since Brian Azzarello jumped in for New 52. I thought that was quite good, but here we are. So Tom King is issue one. I've got, I think, two and a half years worth of Wonder Woman that I just can't read. It's just, I keep meaning to get to it. I'm just not a slight on the the writers and artists. It just, you know, I pick it up and it's like, I'm just not feeling, I'm just, it just doesn't. Wonder Woman number one, Tom King. I got it, I went home, and I read it, and was like, oh, thank goodness for that, because I freaking loved it. I love Tom King, I love the way he builds his stories. He's very, very big on multi-layers. He's not gonna give you everything at once. He's going to give you layers. And he's also, he's not gonna show all of his cards at once as well. So this story has at least four different dynamics running to it. There's, there's a mystery involving the crime that starts the whole narrative. There is the, the scandal, which is what's going on with the Amazons. Then you've got this sort of 1970s paranoia thriller type element to it with this government agency why sergeant steel why do they have why is he able to do the things that he's able to do and and that ties into some of the political views that are on display lots of talking heads and then you've got this fourth almost i don't know what it's going to be is it going to be magic is it going to be supernatural the 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 monarch and there's another lasso and i'm not going to say what that is either but it's like okay this you've got alarm there sign me up and, and we saw that lasso in her anniversary issue isn't that the one her daughter is carrying around i will have to go back and read that actually i believe, I believe it when I she's running around with john kent and uh damien in the f- yeah, 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 I believe yeah, yeah. wait so. she has a daughter she's going to she's going she's to going to because there's a in wonder woman 700 
There is a Tom King story, 600, 800, really, really high number, kids. More than one. Did I mean, get your numbers right, yeah, Scott? I, 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 we we I, couldn't I, count I, all those fingers. We don't know. Count. In rehearsal. I'm sorry. That uh, there's a future story where it's Damien is Batman, John is Superman, Superman, and her daughter, and Trinity. Trinity, and they and she has the black lasso. Right. So and there is somebody in there's someone in jail that knows about. There's someone in a, in a cage that knows about the black lasso. So like, you know, it's Tom King tying it together now yeah. i read it i enjoyed it i enjoyed now say so i enjoy cat more tom king scares me <laughs> tom king scares me a lot um how is this because is this there's there is two types of tom king stories there are the mini series or maxi series right where you have to have all of it to read it to make any sense of it or not go on a murderous spree because you spent 50 bucks on this and you don't understand why, and I'm gonna go back to Roshark, why Frank Miller's the bad guy at one point. Um, oh, and then there's Tom King, the Batman writer, who does things in arcs, and you may not necessarily agree with everything he's doing, but it's not the worst you've read either. No. So, this issue to me, I enjoyed the same four points you did. Now, I they referenced War of the Gods mm -hmm. in this with Sergeant Steel. Now I understand why DC's reprinting all of them in a facsimile. I, I, when the first one came, I was like, ah, oh, that's nice not to Perez. Then number two popped up, I was like, who's asking for this? Now I get it. DC, Warner Brothers, you'd have done better to stamp something on there that says, hey, you might want this, kids, to appreciate the other Wonder Woman, because Wonder Woman flew out of the store, and I'm using more of the gods as we're holding up a car outside. So, yeah, I want to come down and buy those first, too. Please come get them. <laughs> I tell John, tell John you love Tom King and uh, Danny Cates together, and uh, watch, watch oh, the fun, right. kids. Yeah, exactly. Tom took, I know exactly where Tom's political views are, because we also were talking about separating children, illegal immigration, and the goods and the bads of all of that. I figure that's, I figure Sergeant Steele is running around with a wing of Checkmate or something with Amanda Waller because you know, in order to move around the DC universe and Bendis left Checkmate hanging out here, did a really interesting job with yep. his sidekick Kind of putting that all together and you know you've got green arrow and wonder woman was a part of that and somewhere in there they're still digging around trying to deal with that organization i'm very interested in the the, the power structure on themiscara that's mm -hmm. interesting diana as an ambassador has always made sense yeah but i i, I will say i had to giggle that if i'm showing up to a graveyard and i'm the u.s army and I got one, it's the same thing I find Superman or Captain America. I, I know who that is standing there. And even though we've right. developed technology, supposedly, I'm, I'm not, I, I might be insubordinate. Go, now, you know, I'm not shooting at her. That's I because she, she took them apart as, as you expect. Yes. I'm not as on yeah. board with Sergeant Steele being so bloodthirsty because I know he's a patriot. And I, you know, I've got, my last exposure to him was during the Steve Irwin checkmate. John Osterman's Suicide Squad. Mm -hmm. He had honor. He's and and I forget what happens to him in War of the Gods that makes him hate Wonder Woman so much. He's enjoying putting right. down 
these well, Amazons. We'll see. You know, but, we'll, but go, we'll, we'll but, see where it goes. But Jason was going somewhere. I, I just wanted to finish my thought. But I enjoyed yeah. it. I'll buy, buy it, kid. So, it's probably because I'm a lazy reader, but I felt like it was really dense. Yeah, I think it was too dense. It was, it was. So I didn't enjoy the read. Like Captain America covered a lot of ground, but I didn't feel like it was dense. No, this this was like a page of Talking Heads with with like newscasters. Like they literally, he just needed some way of telling this story. He needed to write on some paragraphs. So he has a page of newscasters like laying out what he whatever he wants to do. Yeah. And and very Frank Miller is from Dark Knight. I did think of that, but it's also no we'll carry on. Yeah, so I I just I thought it was a little dense. I know he's laying the groundwork, but it's not it's not my favorite style. I like the I like a little bit of a faster style. You know, it's here's the thing. If I can't read a comic in one trip to the bathroom, then I think it's too long. <laughs> that's the that's the way you judge them. Well, that, that either means eat less or more fiber. I don't know. Enjoy it, you know. I don't know. I felt like it was Cause it was because my bathroom time my bathroom times of forty five minutes seems just fine to be able to through <laughs> two or three. Listen, if your legs are falling asleep, that's too long. That's no, a whole got, different I, I, got a little, I got a little pedal bike in front, so they never fall asleep. That's all. Well, I, 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 so I, I all right, so. Yeah, you don't do this. Okay, so I, here's what I did like about it. I I liked the idea of sort of the rogue Amazon doing something like I like the idea of the the Amazons in within the country and people not knowing what to do with 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 these people. Did not love the political like blah 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 because I just don't care about that. Right. And ultimately, where that where. He's all, where he's pointing on that stuff. I, I feel like he's a little overblown just personally. So I think that it was that piece I didn't like. I liked Wonder Woman. The whole the when she's when you finally see Wonder Woman like three quarters of the book in, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Go home," and she's like, "This is my home. What are you talking about? I've literally been here since before you were born." So let's. <laughs> she doesn't say that, but I, I thought, yeah, you know, she's been here a long time. So, and that, that sort of silly fight scene that, that shows up, like, that they really shouldn't have bothered to, oh, to start. trying to take her down. Yeah, to, trying to take her down. Uh, you know. Silly gooses. That it didn't go well for them, by the way. No. Yeah, so those things I did like. And I, I, liked where, I like where he's, I like where he's going with it. I just, I'm going to pick up, I think, this first arc. Right. My hope is that one maybe two issues of this level of density and then it gets into like normalness after that we'll see well we'll see i mean this is he's okay so this is his first ongoing since batman Batman. and batman started off very strong and then the further we got into it people started falling off for a variety of reasons and that that could almost be a show all on its own He's got a writing style. He's got an approach that I think if you... Yeah, and it's not reflective on the reader at all. It's just I, I could see it. Some people will like it and some people will not. Any comic... This is fun. In, it's absolute flip view to, to yours, Jason. But any comic that I finish reading and go, wow, I can't, re- can't wait to read that one again because 
I want to make sure I didn't miss anything because mm. there it is so dense and there's so much to unpack. I, you know, th there, th there's a thing about the way people read comics. Some people read the dialogue first and then look at the pictures. Mm -hmm. Some people look at the pictures first and then look at what's being written. And the problem with this is, is that if what's being written isn't engaging, you can kind of drift away from it and look at the art. And if the art isn't engaging, then you're just, I just don't care. But similarly, if you go by the art and the art is really engaging and you're really enjoying it, sometimes you can kind of skip the words because you're really enjoying the following the story with the art. Yeah, the art tells the story better. And that's, yeah, exactly. And there's, you know, there, there, there's, go Google it. There's discussions from artists who are like, actually, you don't need any writing you could tell a whole story visually a model have actually done this a few times this is the this is the tom mcfarland thing right now kind of so yeah. there's a tom mcfarland quote that said i can sell i can sell a comic that that my grandma wrote with good art yeah, yeah. but i can't sell a a comic that picasso drew but well no that with bad art right yeah, the, like this with great writing and i completely disagree with him on that okay. um, the other way around I think if the story is solid enough and the writing is sharp enough you can tell the story with stick figure drawing well you also got to remember it was Todd McFarlane saying no I know sell that. It and I have I, and, but I get what he's saying I, I mean I, I get what you're both saying but it's a visual medium it is a visual yeah. meeting it so, is so yeah. I read them together I don't think I do because I'm I'm going I'm not a like I, I didn't ever read the How to Read Comics book. You know what I'm talking oh, about? Oh, Scott McCloud. Yeah, I never read yeah. read How to Read Comics. So, I just read comics like I did when I was a kid. Yeah. So, I'm looking at a panel, and I see something happening, and I'm reading the words, and it, it's sort of all like one mm -hmm. flow. I'm not doing, I'm not going one step at a time. Sure. But the alternative for me is, so my favorite writer. This will this will be really indicative in, in what I like. I really like Bendis. Okay. And Bendis is fast, snappy. snappy. You read you read a uh, you read a book, all of the setup is done in dialogue. The setup is not done in like like I I, I thought the newscaster thing was lazy, honestly. I thought that was, that was a lazy way to do the setup. The like that should have been done in dialogue related to the story. It was a it was a lazy way to do it. It was not a lazy way of doing it. I thought it was a very engaging way. Well, there's, yeah. there, but it's also different styles that, like a George, you know, a, a George Perez, John Byrne story. Mm. I can look at the, all the art and barely touch the dialogue because, like John Byrne's Superman. Yeah, you know, he's flying, he's having fun, he gee whiz, and the story helps. I do do it very similar. You do. I don't think I make a conscious effort. What happens? I'll read it, look, and go, huh? I don't understand this. I'm going to do something else. <laughs> Come back and then kind of look at the art. And pay, but if, if, if a comic gets me to read it three times, it's done its job. And that's good value for money. Yeah, that's it. The whole smorgasbord. 
Thank you for dropping in on the Multiverse Podcast. Please subscribe and give us a rating on your favorite podcast site. It makes a big difference to a new cast like ours. If you'd like to find us in person, our brick and mortar store is the Multiverse in Hearst, Texas. If you'd like to find us online, we're at www.multiverse.shop. See you next time.